Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of It's a Definite Maybe, a podcast for those of you who are just trying to figure it all out, with your co-hosts as always, Rosie and Stella. On today's episode, we're chatting about balancing a casual or part-time job while studying. We'll cover what our very first jobs were, the struggles that we both faced while trying to juggle studying and working, and the pros and the cons of having a part-time job. So I was scrolling on my LinkedIn today like a good old business professional that I am and I saw a very cute post that someone, it was a, originally the photo caught my eye. It was a, I don't know, a 15 or 16 year old mm-hmm. guy smiling wearing a cult uniform and the post read something about I think the account was the mum I worked out being like, oh, you know, when I was a teenager, I worked my first job at Coles and I remember my first three-hour shift at whatever store she was working Mm. at, you know, shaped me into whatever professional I am today. I couldn't tell you what job she's doing or her name or whatever. And then it went on to be like, oh, proud mum moment when my son who's 15 is on his way to his first shift at the same Coles store and I was like that is so cute for the first thing also complete side note I love that LinkedIn has kind of become like Facebook and (laughs) probably an unpopular opinion but I think it's fun to see stories like that anyway we can talk about LinkedIn another day so that takes us I guess to why we wanted to make this episode today and seeing that post really inspired me to think okay this episode's been now episode to-do list for a little while Mm -hmm. and well here we are. Yeah so I didn't get my first job until I was out of school. Wow. Yeah and I know that's quite different to a lot of other people particularly Mm -hmm my boyfriend Pooley and his sister as well, as soon as they were old enough to get a job, they got a job and they went through a number of different jobs when they were younger. But I was always one of those people where I needed to be focused on one thing at a time to an extent. And when I was at school, I would do lots of extracurricular activities. So I did school sport because we had to. And I would do the play and the musical and there were clubs and choirs and lots of things that I was involved in. So part of it was I didn't really have time for other stuff because my downtime was my downtime to do other things. But also partly because I just didn't really have any interest in getting a job when I was younger and when I was at school. And I also did acting as well. So that was sort of my part-time job, I, I guess mean, you could say. As a yeah. twe- teeny bopper. Yeah, it's definitely not the typical job. I didn't work at Coles or McDonald's or KFC or anything like that. But I guess, so I mean, I guess I did work from a young age then. <laughs> but I didn't really have a typical job I guess traditional until yeah yeah, a traditional job until later in life because I very much wanted to focus on school and throwing myself into that experience even Mm -hmm. though for a lot of people working is an important part of that school life and finding balance as well but it just was a different mindset that I was in I mean I think that's fair my boyfriend didn't work until he I think had already graduated high school and he only worked to save money to get to college or mm-hmm. uni and then didn't work during uni. And he was lucky enough to, I think he landed a scholarship and didn't need, I guess, the extra income and had mm-hmm. savings and stuff from his gap year. 
but similar to you, he was very focused on education yeah. and school and that just being the only priority. Whereas I was the complete different side of things. I always had these ambitions of wanting to travel and then mm-hmm. an unhealthy relationship with shopping and came in age and mum was like, if you want it, buy it yourself. And I was like, shoot, I don't have any money. Okay. <laughs> so at 14 months, no, 14 14 months, and God, nine months. 14 years and nine months, mm-hmm. I scoured through Chadston Shopping Centre with my little resume, and, which, you know, had experience of babysitting and <laughs> oh, starting VCE or like you're 11 yeah. in two years or like these are my interests. Like what do you put on a resume at 15? Nothing. And so I did that and I knew I didn't want to work. I didn't really want to do a hospo. I knew I didn't want to work fast food because I didn't want to smell like fried chips or oil all day. Fair enough. Personal choice. And for some reason I was like, I want to work at Kmart. Like just okay. hell bound on wanting to work at Kmart for no good reason. I still don't know. And that was my first job at 15 and I worked there for three years. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. I thought a five-hour shift was going to be the death of me. You're doing that like twice a week and mm. turns out five-hour shifts are not that much in comparison <laughs> to years later. They were a drop in the ocean. Oh, yeah. A drop in the ocean. <laughs> anyway, um, but, yeah, so that was my first job. And for me, I I always worked during school, during uni, yeah. and I was balancing study. I was balancing. Mm. I did theatre at school. I did sport. I was dating here and there. Not that that's, like, a large commitment, but, like, I was doing a lot of different things. you commit time to. Yeah. And for me, school and getting good grades was really important, but I was yeah. always just a person that couldn't sit still. So I had to do mm. everything. So... That was my experience and I loved it and I think it made me a very independent person who is yeah. hopefully good at time management and, you know, I'm still learning how to manage money. I still have an unhealthy shopping addiction, <laughs> but it's fine. Well, I think that's an important thing to recognise what you said before in terms of balance. It's really important if you have a job at while you're studying in any capacity, whether it's school or uni, to find a balance and make Mm. sure that you're still dedicating enough time to the things that you're focusing on and not overextending yourself. And I think for a lot of people, that's why they don't end up getting jobs until later in life, whether, I mean, there's so many different reasons why people might not get jobs, but I think that's, that tends to be a pretty key one for Mm. a lot of people. And I know for me, that was part of it as well. It was, I want to focus on this one thing and give that one thing my all and throw myself into that experience. My first job was at a hairdresser and I was on my gap year and I had the first couple of months of the year where I did absolutely nothing. I was just catching up with friends. It was December, January, February and everything, the weather was good, everyone was available, it was great. And then people started to go to uni. But because I wasn't at uni, all of a sudden, half of my circle weren't available during the day. And it got to the point where I was just so bored and needed to fill (laughs) my time. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go out and find a job. And this hairdressing salon was one that me and my family had been going to for years and years and years and years. And we knew the owners. We were super tight and everything. And so it was a natural and organic move to, Mm -hmm. to work at that salon. And that was really great. And, I mean, there are so many reasons why... 
having a job is super great. Like obviously you learn balance, responsibility. There's the independence aspect that you were talking about before as well. I think my most important thing I learned was my customer service voice and tolerating yes. BS. Patience and resilience was huge. For the longest time, I worked at a call center, and that's what I did during uni. We were an outbound call center, so we called out of the call center as opposed to people calling in to the call center, and we did market and social research, and that was a great job in a lot of ways, but it was also really, really challenging, and I think... I learned a lot about being resilient and brushing things off as well. I think during that job, I heard every insult under the sun because to those people who are answering the phone, you're some anonymous person who's called them out of the blue, often at dinner or when they're spending time with their family, they might have had a hard day at work and you're the last person that they want to talk to. And part of what helped me, I guess, to keep doing that and to set aside my emotional response is it's absolutely not personal. You're this anonymous person who's called them. They don't know anything about you. It's absolutely not personal. And you can't take things to heart because they don't know you as a person. And that was really key for me to learn generally about life. So that for me was super important. But on the other side of that, the reason why I did that when I was at uni was because it was super flexible. So I was able to put in certain shifts based on my uni schedule and the free time that I had and any commitments that I had outside of that as well and had a lot of flexibility. So for me and a lot of other kids who are studying at uni, that's a really good job to explore. So if you're a people person, you like chatting and you want a pretty good job, go for a call center doing market research. It is tough at times, but at the same time, it's super flexible and will tick a lot of the boxes that you're looking for to have a a side job when you're studying. I find it so interesting that you, I guess, didn't have like that traditional hospo or retail job. I feel like that's kind of the majority of what people do or like they're, I don't know, tutoring or babysitting. Maybe throw that into the mix as well. I did do babysitting when I was younger. Good old babysitting. Love that. (laughs) I'm like, I'm getting paid to sit on the couch or write my uni assignment while these kids sleep. Paid to eat snacks. Love it. Oh, yeah. Great. I love getting paid to eat snacks. I, I really wish I could do that. Can I just become like a mukbanger or something? Muck, mm, that, didn't, that did not come out right. Mukbang. Jeez. Oh, Said twice. Good. Mukbang person on YouTube. Good. Mukbang. There we go. Oh, is that how it's pronounced? Mukbang. I think. I don't know. All right. I'm too tired for this. We, we said this so many times. We've got to stop recording after hours. I know. Whereas I, I was adamant that I was going to be retail only. I could put up with mm-hmm. the Karens, the people wanting to speak to the managers, but my coordination skills and my memory to work in hospo, absolute, absolutely terrible. Oh, same. And that's why I never really had a cafe job. Oh. The closest thing that I got to hospitality, and it is an area of hospitality, was I did a bartending gigs here and there, mostly at day festivals. Hospitality. 
Yeah, but it wasn't a cafe or a restaurant or anything like that. So for me, that's the closest that I've got to doing a typical retail or hospo job, but I never branched into the world of retail. But I know that that is a really popular job, even though you do have to deal with a bunch of Karens. I love retail because I got a lot of discounts and I I had a post that always shows up every, every Christmas time on my Facebook as a memory because I, during uni, was working... I worked at like the big department store most of my time at uni. So that was my thing is dealing with hectic, busy Christmas time, Boxing Day, all of that Christmas rush, which is stressful. And this post read, I was like, I don't know, 21 when I read, wrote it or something. You know, I thought I was the bee's knees working at David Jones or Meyer or whatever it was. And it was just talking about like, oh, I know it's Christmas time. I know you're busy and you're stressed out and it's hectic and things aren't on sale and you want all these things, but they're out of stock. Ramble, ramble, ramble. Please be patient. Please be kind. We're Mm -hmm. humans too. Rant over peace sign emoji or something. And it's a fun little (laughs) reminder every Christmas, but wow. Retail was tough during Christmas. And there was was a year, I think I was in first year uni, maybe going into second year uni, or maybe you know, it's got to be uni. And I was working three jobs. I was coaching I was working retail and I had my one and only stint in hospitality I was working at a local cafe and I had no time for anything and that is my biggest advice is if you're going to work and you want to save money awesome but just make sure that you also have time to breathe 100% I would go from coaching sport before class I would then drive to uni do a full day of classes I'd say full day I studied an arts degree anyway I would then go to maybe a closing shift in retail. The next day I would do coaching and then I would do uni again and then I would work a shift at the cafe. And the amount of things I dropped at that cafe or forgot to put someone's order in, I'm not good at it. And I didn't sleep. I didn't see friends. I was also doing sport at the same time. So my my biggest mistake was trying to work three jobs and study and do sport mm. and see friends and be a regular 22-year-old doing things. Oh, it's a lot. It was way too much. But, yeah, also also learned that hospital is not for me. Fair enough. One of the things that I found really valuable, funny valuable is the word that I use, one of the things that I found really valuable about working as a child in particular was learning the value of money. I know, I know. It wasn't (laughs) like that. It was my child acting. It was my child acting. But also later in life as well. When I started paying for things myself, it was the value of money because when you're getting an allowance, you might have to do chores around the house, but there's only a certain level of understanding that you have around the value of money. And I found that when I was in charge of my finances more so by my job, I learned that this dress that I wanted or these jeans that I wanted That was X number of hours of work to be able to afford those jeans. Was it really worth it? And you start being conscious about your spending habits, for the most part, at least. And you understand what goes into earning money. And there's a better understanding there of the value of other things in relation to your time. Is three hours of my time worth the money that I earned from that three hours of that time to put towards this thing. 
So that was that was something that I found in particular was really helpful in terms of working and my mindset and general perspective on life things, I guess. I remember when I was first starting at Kmart and they would ask you to stay back maybe half an hour and I thought, yes, extra money I can save to buy a cute top, a pair of jeans, whatever I wanted to save for. And one of the managers who was maybe five or ten years older at the time would come to me and this other girl, we were both 16 or something at the time, saying, uh, okay, how, how much do you guys earn that you're willing to stay back an extra 30 minutes or an hour for the money? And it really put into perspective I was earning mm. about $13 an hour, so an extra 30 minutes pre-tax was maybe $6, mm. which was just really not that much and mm. so put into perspective. I'm like, oh, I got to – i got to make every penny count if I'm going to be only saving $6, but, you know, <laughs> worth it still. Yeah, and I guess it comes down to as well what you value in life, if you value money or if you value your time more highly. Because mm. if you value your time more highly, I'm sure there are different avenues that you might go down in terms of earning money. Like I know investing is a really popular thing nowadays. And I sort of wish that I'd known about investing when I was younger so that I could learn more about it and get involved from a younger age because they say time in the market is more important than something else. But yeah, time in the market (laughs) is important. I, I don't remember the exact phrase that they say. It's pretty catchy, but obviously not memorable enough that it's sprung to my mind at the moment. But the longer that you invest, the better, basically. And I think it sort of ties back to this sense of financial literacy that not a lot of people have. And there's only a certain amount of financial literacy that you get through having a job. But for a lot of people, that's how they learn about money, through having a job and managing their finances, understanding how much certain things cost and being responsible for your finances. But at the same time, I sort of wish that they'd taught us more at school or whatever about finances and budgeting and things when it comes to money because there's a lot of people who get their paycheck and spend it immediately and don't know the value of saving for Mm. certain things and then there's others who just squirrel away all of their money for a rainy day because you never know what's going to happen but it's definitely not consistent for everyone in terms of their attitudes towards money and how they view things and how they go about spending their money as well. Yeah, totally. I'm somehow between a spender and a squirrel. Well, I am too. I hate spending money, but I have these periods where I'll spend a bunch in one go and then I'll be conscious that I've spent a bunch in one go and then I don't spend for a while. So I'll have little bursts of spending as opposed to spending consistently but in smaller volumes. And there's other people where that is their approach for spending. They'll buy little things more frequently as opposed to maybe a couple of bigger things every now and then. Mm. Yeah, I just spend, which is terrible. But then I'm like, I regret everything. Why did I not save? I need to buy a house or be able to afford a mortgage. So it's a weekly crisis. The regret is an interesting thing to bring up as well because 
I think for me, psychologically, that's why I don't always spend money. I really think through a lot of my purchases. I do research to find out, is there somewhere where I can get this thing cheaper? What's the quality going to be like? What's the longevity? There are so many different factors that come into my consideration set, going back to uni terms, when it comes to buying things that for certain things, the amount of effort involved and the risk involved with spending a bunch of money and then finding out that I could have gotten it cheaper somewhere else or the the one that I ended up buying was the wrong one in the end, a lot of the time it's just easier to not spend that money <laughs> because <laughs> the risk is too high or the level of involvement to make sure that that decision is the right decision is too high and maybe I just overthink it. But that's sort of where my mind is at a lot of the time when it comes to spending. No, I think that's I think that's smart. And I think that's probably what working from a younger age has taught both of us, which is not a bad thing. And I think looking at people that I know that didn't work during uni or during school, a lot of them are smart enough to understand investing and the value of money and the importance of being financially responsible. And then I look at some people I know who were – grew up very privileged, very lucky, didn't have to work, didn't have to spend any of their own money. And I say to them now, I'm like, do they know how to save? Do they know mm. how challenging it is for some people who have to work to survive and mm. they just go through and just never have that true understanding? So I think it's a good thing that we both worked whilst balancing other things mm. to get that life lesson. Then you, you see people that work to put food on the table week to week Mm. and power to those people claps to those people you and I are incredibly incredibly lucky that we are fortunate enough to not have to be in that position and we are able to save but just taking a moment for those people who aren't as lucky and Mm. uh hustling doing two jobs making ends meet and doing what they can yeah so I guess to bring it back to the core of the episode which is working while studying in particular What advice would you give to people out there who are listening who are currently studying, whether it's at school or uni, and are maybe finding it difficult to find that balance between work and studying, or they're about to go into that and need advice? I think the biggest thing is sit down and prioritise whether uni Mm. and school is more important to you or whether building a career in the job that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that decided to stop studying or drop out because they really loved hospitality Mm. when it's out there in cafe or bartending or they have a passion for wanting to design clothes so they want to be in the field and learn the whole process of, I don't know, Kmart. I think the biggest thing is prioritise. Once you've worked Mm. out what your priority is, you probably need to channel more effort into that and step away from trying to do absolutely everything. Mm There's only so much energy that you can put into doing 110% to many different things. So that's probably my biggest advice. And then Mm. if you do decide to keep working while studying, save. Start a savings account. Don't spend it all. You don't need to buy every single crop top that Glassens is coming out with. (laughs) You, Your 25-year-old self, 50-year-old self will be so happy that you saved $5, $10 a week. Even a dollar a week is going to make a difference. Well, one of the interesting pieces of advice that I read online, I think, about saving is 
when you get a raise at work or your income is raised, live as if it wasn't raised. Don't all of a sudden go out and buy all of these expensive things and get a new apartment because that's just increasing your expenses and it offsets the amount that you're actually earning and saving anyway. So if you live below your means, then you're in a much better position to save money as opposed to saying, oh, I've just gotten a raise at work. So now I'm going to find a fancy apartment or I'm going to buy a new car. And all of a sudden, all of that money disappears and you're looking at it in six or 12 months and you're like, oh my God, where did that go? My key advice for someone who might be trying to find the balance between working and studying is if you know you're someone who needs to be laser focused on just one thing, focus on just that one thing. You'll be able to figure it out and ultimately do what's right for you and your circumstances. I know that it's difficult if you're living out of home, you might have moved away to go to uni, you might be in a different state to your family, or you might just not have family support, in which case you need to work in order to be able to sustain yourself. But like Rosie said, try and prioritize as much as possible. And it's important to invest an appropriate amount of time on things that need to be invested in, basically. So if that's finding a job that's more flexible or doing something just on the weekends so that you have a bit of money coming in, finding a a later shift, then there's bound to be a job out there that fits those criteria. For me, that's what the call centre was. I was able to do shifts from 4.30 to 9.30 p.m. So I could be at uni all day and then finish at 3, 3.30, head on over to work, work for five hours and have killed two birds with one stone. So I worked and did uni and that worked out really great for me. So if you need something that's a bit more flexible to support you while studying and you might not have a a lot of flexibility in your studying schedule, there will be a job out there that is flexible. You might just have to put the feelers out, ask around and suss things out a little bit more. But trying to find that balance and doing what's right for you and what you need to in your circumstances is super important. 100%. I think that is all we have time for for our little study cross work episode so thank you guys as always for listening make sure you head over to our socials we are on pretty much everything instagram facebook linkedin everything so make sure you follow to keep up to date with whatever fun things we are posting we've also got an email address it'll be in the show notes if you guys want to drop us anything that you loved about the episode any topics you want to hear us talk about or even just to say hello Yeah, and as always, remember to tell your friends, share our latest episode, share your favorite episode, rate, review, subscribe to us on wherever you're listening to us right now. It means a lot and we really appreciate it. And as always, we're very excited to take you along on the journey with us as we talk about the areas of life that might not always have a one-size-fits-all approach on It's a Definite Maybe. We'll see you next time. Bye.